0: back to another action-packed episode of the deadly podcast of kung fu brought to you by the villains man where i jvd attempt to explore and traverse the continuity of marvel's most prolific martial arts masters in iron fist and shang or now shang chi you can find me over on twitter at villains man if you want to talk about the podcast or just comic books or whatever in general you can also check me out on the Villains' Man podcast Crossover Collision where me and my partner in crime Mr. Evan the Great the Professor himself discuss how comic book battles would play out between your favorite characters. Today here on the podcast covering Master of Kung Fu issues 17 through 21. Uh, it's kind of a big block here where this all runs together. It's almost the Florida trip. Um, Shang-Chi, uh, winds up in Florida and most of these books take place in all of those except for 17. Uh, I probably could have added 17 to, uh, Marvel Special Edition 15 and 16, but, uh, because they were just part of that, uh, I left them as their own as an introduction for the show, but they could be, they could, this 17 could be a part of that book. But, um, this is where the Marvel Special Edition gets dropped from the series. And it's just, uh, Master of Kung Fu. Something to note right there. Here recently, before we get started, uh, we've had a lot of Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, depending on how you're going to pronounce this, trailers, uh, that have dropped. Now, I have not watch these trailers yet. I usually watch the first trailer for a comic book movie and I just leave it at that because usually comic book movies have a tendency of really spoiling a lot of what you see hence uh, Civil War. I watched the first trailer for Civil War I tried to stay away from it and then eventually the internet spoils everything and then you find out Spider-Man was in it. So I was very upset about that. Now if you've noticed here so far on the podcast I have, uh, said Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi, and, uh, here with these recent trailers, uh, it has been called Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings, and, um, Simu Yu, I'm hoping I pronounce that, that's kind of his post that he posted during Asian Heritage Month, how it's actually supposed to be pronounced, um, he also pronounced how the name is supposed to be said, which he says Shang-Chi, and, um... Which is interesting uh, because here, for the better part of like 50 years in Marvel and everything we've read or like seen, you know, the character in it, it's been Shang-Chi. And uh, all Hollywood has probably done a lot with that because you have uh, the Jackie Chan movie, Shang Hai Noon. So Shang. Um, but uh, there, if you, this is pretty interesting um, how this has come about i love language i I think language is probably the greatest thing in the world because just how many there there are first time i was in new york city uh, obviously new york city isn't a tourist attraction so you get people from all over the world and just uh i remember being in the elevator for the empire state building for the first time and just listening to all the different languages going on and, and i always just think that language is such an amazing thing so he is saying Shang-Chi, and uh, everybody was kind of holding their breath, waiting to see what would be said in the trailer, is it is Shang-Chi. So officially, um, Shang-Chi is what we should call the character. This is what Marvel is rolling with, and I'm fine with it. It's probably uh, going to take some getting used to, um, and I'm going to try my best to say Shang-Chi. Now, if you search how to pronounce Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, see, I've already started, um... At Reddit, there's a really interesting post that you're going to find. And if I remember, I'll post the link in the details in the uh, show notes for the episode. But um, there's a bunch of people who know dialect. And um, they, they go into the discussion of how he is wrong when some say how he is right. But I'm not going to tell you how to do it yourself. Um, there's a lot that plays in here at this. Because here's the thing. Um, Thanos is, is obviously pronounced Thanos. It comes from Thanatos. Listen to a lot of your people on podcasts, they say Thanos, but yet Thanos' son's name is Thane, T-H-N-E, so is that wrong or is that right to call him Thanos or Thanos? I mean, to me it is Thanos, it's derived from Thanatos, but hey, you know, um, in the end of the day, we're all from different parts of the United States, we're all from different parts of the world, we're all going to say things differently, so no one's going to fault you from saying Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. But Marvel says Shang-Chi, it's what I'm going to try to go with, and it's probably going to take me a while to correct it. So, um, if that kind of makes you mad, I apologize, but I am going to try to go with what um, Marvel is officially saying. So, um, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the episode, we're going to start off with Master of Kung Fu, number 17. Um, Shang-Chi, see you, Marvel. sorry, Shang-Chi learns that Sir Dennis Nayland Smith has come to New York City, and because he doesn't understand the outside world and their laws, Shang-Chi wishes to explain to the man over assassinating Dr. Petrie. Look at issue uh, 15 and 16 for this, and uh, you can go check out episode 1, and it'll kind of let you know what's going on there. Unfortunately, where Sir Smith is staying is in the murder house of a man called Black Jack Tar who is aiding him in his revenge against the hero. While inside, uh, Shang-Chi avoids traps, takes out U.S. federal agents, and destroys robot knights before coming face to face with Tar himself. After easily defeating him, Shang speaks with Dennis, who he teaches a lesson, what one knows is not always the truth. Uh, for people who always believe what they see on the internet, they need a big dose of this. But uh, as he talks to his father's foe into standing, despite his crippled legs he's had from years before. Uh, And eventually, Dennis does. He does stand on his own power. Um, Shang-Chi asks him to rethink everything before they meet again and then leaves. Um, What we see uh, is, while not holding back, Shang-Chi is capable of knocking the heads off robots with palm strikes. Uh, that's pretty powerful, and I know we're talking early Marvel here, and some people do uh, get carried away with doing stuff like that. But, I mean, it makes sense for the character if he could understand exactly where to hit things. And uh, we know that Shang-Chi is a chi manipulator, so uh, maybe there is some of that. And he, he also knows how to balance his own strength and force, so uh, so maybe that's where that comes from. Uh, i realizing that I should write Shang instead of Shang. And all my notes to uh, help me with this, so I'll, I'll maybe I'll learn something here. Um, here's what's crazy no one in all of New York City notices a man in a karate gi hanging to the back of a moving truck. It's kind of funny, that's how Shang Chi hitches rides around the city. Um, it only takes the driver of a small medical truck to notice him hitching a ride four vehicles later. It's kind of funny and uh, very unexpected of the character, but we, we're This is a guy who does does not know the outside world. He has no money, so he has no way around. Uh, It's interesting, but how did he get around when his father was sending him to assassinate um, Dr. Petrie? Sing story. Now, uh, let's go ahead and move on to Master of Kung Fu number 18. hoo Master of Kung Fu number 18. Shang-Chi begins a war of attrition against Fu Manchu and his... Fortress Headquarters Skyscraper in New York City. After feeding the assassin Satma, he flees only to find Sir Smith and Black Tar waiting outside for him. Dennis has come to accept what Shang-Chi had told him in the last issue and they start a truce. Passing information about his father smuggling cargo into Florida, Shang-Chi travels there only to find he has fallen into Fu Manchu's trap. Empowering the Assassin Shang-Chi defeated early with a chemical compound, Fu and his minions leave his son to die after Satma cannot bear the pain of the drug that empowers him. Sets his face on fire, as crazy as that sounds, as he runs into a gunpowder station to kill himself. Yes, it does explode. It's very, very strange, Um, kind of crazy for a comic in the 70s, too. Uh, not wanting the cargo to harm the civilians, Shang-Chi explodes the ship that they're on and escapes, but not without his father expecting that he is still alive. Um, and this starts the big Florida journey we're about to take. Um, submission notes. We, we get a timestamp here. We notice this is 46 days into Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi's, um, continuity. Uh, so, um, I have covered the first four issues of, uh, Deadly Fist of Kung Fu which does have Shang-Chi stories in that magazine. So um, right now you're looking at four uh, Two this would be this Two more issues uh, you could probably count uh, the Kung Fu uh, special uh, into this so I mean 46 days you're looking roughly nine issues, so that's a pretty good spread for uh, for the character. Um, one thing I don't understand is why Shang-Chi would infiltrate his father's building just to leave a note, and this is what he does. He leaves a note that literally says, first move, and he signs it with his name. Um, How is this a war of attrition? I come in, I take out a guy, I leave you a note to let you know I was here on our run. Um, After reading this issue, it's apparent that Fu Manchu doesn't underestimate his son, despite It being stated that he does Uh, like I said this is a very very weird war of attrition that he's taking on Um, we also learned that um, some stuff about mimosa I thought mimosa was just a drink I really did Uh, but it's actually a hallucinogenic drug that uh, Fu Manchu is using for his trap Um, its effects on Shang-Chi lead to this beautiful page in the book about what he's witnessing while under its effects and, uh, it's a really good splash page. It's just one whole page, and it's this dragon and, uh, his father with barrels of the drug. And underneath him is a little bit of land that is, like, shaped into a skull. Um, if you ever go to somewhere like Spencer's or uh, Hot Topic, FYE, anything like that, you always see these crazy blacklight posters. Like, this page would make a really cool blacklight poster. Um... Like, even if you just want to check it, if I remember, uh, I'll try to post it, like, on social media is when I drop this, but it's in Master of Kung Fu number 18. It's a really, really cool page. Um, but it's very brilliant how Fu Manchu will use this mimosa on the American people. Uh, he's very obsessed with taking over America is what it seems like. But, uh, he's going to influence the president of an oil company, uh, and have them putting in his gasoline which obviously he's going to sell cheaply boy would we kill for cheap gasoline in this day and age uh considering we're talking about a book in the 70s gas was super super cheap i don't know how you could make it any cheaper but um if you had this in day and age i wouldn't care about the drugs i would buy it i mean it's cheap gas we all want cheap gas right but um eventually through combustion it will be released through the exhaust of the vehicles where the people will breathe it in and over time the population will become weak as Fu Manchu sets up to take over the country. That's some pretty good plotting. And uh, if uh, you know the uh, small condition of like big cities and uh, especially today how we're always talking about you know air pollution and whatnot, This is a great plan by this villain. It's uh, very, very um, interesting. And... Um, Especially for back then, it's just a very crazy plot. Uh, I really like this plan. And, um, like I said, I've never read any of these old Master of Kung Fu books. And I have a lot of respect for Fu Manchu just from this this plan here. It's very, very cool. Um, let's move on to uh, the chemical drug of Fu Manchu that he gave uh, Satma. Um, we, we see a lot of these chemicals and whatnot because we know that he is Dr. Fu Manchu, But uh, this chemical gives him super speed, but it racks the user with a very terrible pain, and it causes him to die in nine minutes. So this just shows you he's already used it on people before. But um, Shang-Chi manages to defeat Satma despite his advantages, and and he decides that the pain is so great uh, that he would rather blow himself up, and that's when he decides to literally take a torch, catch his face on fire, and I'm going to assume that the pain is so great he doesn't realize the fire. And he decides to mit- commit suicide by running into a gunpowder shed. Very strange. I don't even know why a gunpowder shed is around this ship that they're putting mimosa on. It's very, very strange. Um, I, I, know, I know I've know i got some friends down in Florida, especially those uh, Geek Peak boys. Um, is there just gunpowder laying around in sheds? I know you guys tell us all the time. In our little chat at Florida is uh, about the most messed up place in the country. So maybe there is, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, this is like 50, 60 years ago. So uh, someone could tell me, I'd really, really appreciate that. In Master of Kung Fu number 19, um, we are watching as Shang-Chi is still under the effects of the Mosa drug. And uh, after he has fleed the explosion of the ship, uh, he winds up in some swamps nearby where he is hunting down by two of Fu Manchu's henchmen, Dahar and Jeekin. After a brief battle with the two, he escapes only to encounter his first major Marvel character, the Man-Thing. Should have seen that coming. Florida, Swamps, Man-Thing, Nexus of Realities. Um, And he has no hopes of beating him. Um, As he gets stuck within Man-Thing's body... Uh, It just keeps marching on, and Shang-Chi is stuck. Luckily, he is saved by a vagabond named Lu Sun, who Man-Thing does not bother, but follows through the swamp after the rescue. Meanwhile, Sir Nalen Smith, Black Jack Tard's federal agent, set up an ambush for Fu Manchu, who is obviously not too far from this, and uh, they're going to ambush his truck convoy. Um, after a shootout, uh, in which they win, Smith and Tar find that the Doctor simply vanished in midair. Uh, meanwhile, Dahar and Jinkin find Shang-Chi and Sun Lu, uh, Lu Sun, excuse me, and injure the latter during a discussion on how and if a man can destroy evil. We'll get more on that here in a little while. Both henchmen are both defeated until Shang-Chi falls into some quicksand before Jinkin can uh, behead our hero. Man thing comes in and stops the sword. Both fools attack the creature, and if, uh, and out of fear, you know what happens with the man thing. Whoever knows fears burns at the touch of the man thing. I always love that about the character. And uh, they both die. But after Shang Chi Min's Lu Sun's wounds, both find they are still at a disagreement on what should be done about Fu Manchu this was a really, really solid issue. There's a lot to discuss here. Um, So, right out of the gate, we're learning that Shang-Chi swam a great distance while drugged, which is pretty impressive for the character. And during this, he's already wore out, he's drugged, then he evades two master assassins, and then uses a six-foot tree trunk in their battle as a club, and eventually throws them at them. So, either... Um, this is like Flacca and it's making him crazy invincible, or he's just naturally this strong. I like to th- think of the former than the latter. But, um, while they are tracking him, there's a really cool, uh, uh, panel in here. And, uh, and it's how you see their faces. Uh, they're actually, um, looking in water and you see kind of like one of them, they're poking their swords in the water. And you actually get to see them in their reflection. It's a pretty cool little panel there. So we meet Lu Sun, and uh, he's interesting. First, when during the, if you want to call it a scuffle, between Shang-Chi and Man-Thing, uh, he checks on Man-Thing first, who has a giant hole where he pulled Shang-Chi out from it. They they have this discussion, and uh, there's a lot of wisdom in some of the stuff they say. This is really, really great writing. He basically says, revenge blinds men to the present, As they dwell in the past and future, thus blinding them to life. One man may overcome another. Another army will overcome another. But the world is not changed. Men will always contend. Violence breeds violence. No one is immune. And he is completely right. You may overcome one person, but there's always some person that's going to overcome you. And uh, it's usually done through violence and nothing gets solved that way. And, uh, if you look at a lot of, um, what society goes through today, I don't care what side of the fence you're on or anything, uh, there's a lot of violence that every side uses, whether you think you're right or wrong, and, you know, violence makes you no different than the other people who are using violence themselves. So, um, some words of wisdom there, uh, in a book from 19, like, 75. But as for Lou Sun, uh, sadly, we have no clue where he comes from. And why is he just hanging out in the swamp with Man-Thing? And where does he go once Shang-Chi leaves him? Does he just stay in the swamp? How is he surviving? Maybe it was a figment of his imagination because he was high on mimosa. Who knows? But this is the only appearance we have of this character. And uh, and I know you get that a lot in old comics, especially these old uh, Masters of Kung Fu books. But, I mean, nothing. This guy's got all the, you know, wise words in the world, and he just ups and, uh, disappears. So, uh, let's go ahead and move on to Masters of Kung Fu 20 and 21. Wee-yah! Now, before we go any further, the Deadly Podcast of Kung Fu is a master of the podcasting dojo known as Anchor. Now, as you're listening to this, you're probably wondering, man, I want to make a podcast. This sounds easy. Well, let me tell you that Anchor makes it easy to make a podcast. You want to know why? Here's your benefits. First, it's free. You don't have to spend all your hard-earned money on podcasting, editing software. You can do it all with Anchor's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your laptop, or better yet, your cell phone. And if you're like me and everybody else in the world, you always have your cell phone in your hand, so you're always ready to record and edit the newest episode of your podcast. Now, on top of this, if you go anywhere else, you got to distribute your podcast wherever you want it to be heard from. With just a click, once you have your first episode ready to go, Anchor will distribute your podcast to major platforms. And the best thing is, you haven't spent any money, and with Anchor, you can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership, just by running an ad for Anchor like I am right now. Really, it's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app right now, and go to Anchor FM to get started. Let them know, JVD, from the Villains of Man, host of the Deadly Podcast of Kung Fu, sent you. hoo um, Now, here on Master of Kung Fu 2021, I'm going to br- bring both of these together, because uh, even though it's the Florida trip, and these last two issues, or like... The same night, it's almost easy enough to say that this might be the same night later on or the next day. But both these books, um, or they go together. They they take place at the same time. So, uh, Shang Chi is attacked by what looks like Navy seal something straight out of Johnny Quest, is what they look like. Um, as he's walking along a beach, this is what makes me think it might be like the next day. He finds out they were not sent by Fu Manchu, but a man named Demi Marston. After his assassins were beaten. Uh, he hires a samurai named Korane. Shang-Chi sneaks on Denny's illegal gambling cruise ship and, when he confronts him, he's attacked by Korane. After a fierce battle, Shang-Chi defeats him but accidentally sends his sword flying into Demi's girlfriend Diana and kills her. In um, the next issue, 21, uh, after. Um, Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi escapes, boy, I'm going to nail that down here eventually. Uh, Marston's men begins hunting him uh, immediately and finds him at a marine, what is called marine land. It's most likely sea World, but they couldn't use SeaWorld. I don't even know if SeaWorld was around in the 70s. But anyways, despite his efforts, there are too many of them and he dives in for cover and what he does not realize is a shark tank. After surviving the encounter, he finds himself KO'd by a hulking thug as he climbs out of the tank. Shang-Chi wakes up to find himself in the middle of nowhere, tied to a tree and at the mercy of Demi Marston, who begins beating him with a tree branch, and Fu Manchu arrives by helicopter. Claiming Demi is arrogant and presumptuous, he pulls a viper from his robes and lets it inject its venom into Demi, which kills him. As he frees a weakened Shang-Chi from his bonds, Fu Manchu reminds his son that only he will decide when it is time for him to die. This was a nice little story, uh, especially after as good as the uh, the some of the Man-Thing stuff was. It's a Florida trip for uh, Shang-Chi, has been really good. Um, stuff about Demi Marston. Uh, as a crime boss, um, at, you read 20 and you know you're going to see more of this character. And I was really upset that he died in in just the second issue but uh he's a pretty big scumbag we learn of uh he smacks this girl diana his girlfriend because he's trying to think after shang chi defeats his enemies so we already know that he's a woman beater and you know you won't see that marvel today at all but uh, i mean she's trying to sex him up and he's like i don't want nothing to do with you wham slaps her But later that night on the boat, he's trying to make it up to her. He realizes that he's, you know, and she even tells him that he was wrong for it. This is when the fight breaks out with Shang-Chi and Coraine. It's funny that uh, when she dies, Demi claims he was trying to kill Shang-Chi for her uh, because he thought Fu Manchu would reward him. So, if you run an illegal casino on a, a cruise ship that no one knows about, and you're probably making probably a couple million dollars back in that day which would make you super rich. Why would you worry about that? And how do you even know about Fu Manchu if you're just this, you know, criminal um, you know, that runs a gambling place. Uh, but I mean, it I guess it just shows goes to show you how uh deep in the, you know, the crime world Fu Manchu is, you know, how many people and know him and how he's so f- feared. Uh, it's pretty interesting. But um what's cool about this is um he is almost a kingpin type character. He's gonna the closest to killing Shang-Chi more than anybody. I wish he would have uh stuck around um because we've got Fu Manchu and it's always Fu Manchu and his assassins, his assassins. It would be nice to have a different type of villain around for Shang chi um to to you know to get in the way kind of like you know. Uh, you look at it's, it's kind of like Spider-Man. Sure, he he fights all of his villains, but you look at the Kingpin. Kingpin gets in his way, and it's not one of his type of typical villains. And I wish they just wouldn't have killed him. Um, and you could probably even connect to the character to Kingpin. Just they're they're very similar in a couple of ways. So, um, but let's move on to the other villain, Corrine. Um, we find out that he's a member of Fu Manchu's court when Shang Chi was a child. And if being a samurai wasn't a dead giveaway that he's, um, that ties him to it, uh, we find out that he is super old in the middle of his fight with Shang-Chi, and we, we know that Fu Manchu is super old himself. And it even mentions that he drinks a potion of immortality that's from Fu Manchu. Shang-Chi does state that he is too old to wield a sword, and he is very surprised that he's so youthful during their fight. There is a lot of opportunity to fill backstory for this character back then, um, and even later on if you wanted to bring back as some like, undead Japanese uh, samurai zombie ninja thing. Um, for one, we know he is tied to Fu Manchu, and we don't know how old Fu Manchu is, so obviously his age adds up. And the formula is what's keeping him alive. Uh, maybe it's the infin- part of the Infinity formula. Who knows? But uh, you could easily tie this character to, like, Clan uh, Yashida, that the Silver is from um, and-, and tie those characters together somehow. And I think that would just be really cool. I'm a big sucker for the Silver Samurai. He's my favorite Wolverine villain, and I will talk you to death about him and most people don't really rank him high up on Wolverine's villains, but I just thought there was a it, it, when I see when you see this guy's look and you see um, Silver Samurai like original design in Daredevil uh, 111 uh, you there you could see like wow neither either one of these guys kind of really look like Samurai's I, I would just really like to see them tied together So maybe if I write Shang-Chi years Silver Samurai uh, Silver samurai or like iron fist I'll do this and Cor- Corain actually has uh, Shang-Chi defeated. Uh, the bad thing is um, when he takes the elixir, when he instantly turns old, uh, he takes the elixir and it empowers him. But obviously Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi excuse me, knows that he's done this too much. And as he leaps at him, he dies of a heart attack. Like falls right on the middle of like, a poker table. Just dies of a heart attack. And then his sword flies out of his hand. That's what kills Diane. Crazy way. Um, crazy way to die, both of them. So let's talk about Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi and Jaws, this shark. It looks like a bull shark in this tank. Uh, but it's pretty impressive. Um, he outmaneuvers maneuvers shark underwater. It's pretty crazy. Um, he even mentions how he has to adjust to the waters, uh, and based on the weight and, uh, to, like, adjust how he strikes. It's pretty interesting. But, uh, with two hits... Shangqing manages to slow a shark underwater it says quite a bit about him knowing how to hit creatures and it all and it looks like he most of the time he's hitting like in the gills or in the head so which is kind of smart but uh four hits later he manages to stun the shark so he can escape so i would assume if you're stunning the shark um it's not and if you know anything about fish they actually have to swim through the water to get uh the water to run over their gills so they can get the oxygen to breathe if you stun him he's not doing that So, he left a shark to drown. So, Shang-Chi beat a shark. Pretty impressive. We get a lot of Shang-Chi feats. Um, And this is one thing I'm going to try to keep up with him and Iron Fist as we go along. But uh, he dodges bullets and disarms Demi. Then he dodges the sniper rifles. You can say that the guys might not be good shots. But uh, for multiple fire, and uh, he dodges a lot of automatic fire. Um, And then when he's fighting Corn, Corn kicks a roulette table which he blocks with his forearms, like Mortal Kombat style, and the table shatters, and um, which is odd. So Shang Chi does state that uh, a kick guides the table with great force. So Shang Chi's arms either are made of stone, or the table was just well, like poorly put together. Who knows? Um, and it's crazy why they're at the uh, the marina. Uh, Shang-Chi has an interaction with the dolphin. He dodges a bullet and the dolphin gets shot and dies and uh, Shang-Chi goes all Lobo except for it's not space dolphins and uh, we all know that Lobo loves the space dolphins So I thought that was just kind of funny, the ending the ending to the 21 is really cool to know that um, Fu Manchu would save his son only so he could kill him himself Um, And at this point you realize that it's just a game to Fu Manchu. I mean uh, Shang-Chi is at his mercy, um, and he just lets him go, he passes out, cuts him loose, um, and it also shows you that Fu Manchu, um, thinks lowly of people who he does not hire himself or has interaction with, because obviously by, um, trying to gain a reward from Fu Manchu, this Demi that it's not, it doesn't seem like Fu Manchu, um, even though it says that Fu Manchu puts a a hit out on him, it's not like he. It seems like Fu Manchu is putting, like, talking to people and putting the hit on him. It's, it's almost like this demi guy caught wind of it and was trying to like gain an advantage or something. So, but uh, pretty pretty awesome that Fu Manchu saves his own son just so he can decide to kill him later. I really really like that. But if we're gonna wrap up this episode of the Deadly Podcast of Kung Fu. There's a lot to take in here. This might be the longest episode yet. Um, Because, well, there's a pretty good block of uh, stories here. And this was actually really fun to read. Really good. I was really entertained. Well, let's wrap up this episode. I'm JVD. You can follow me over on Twitter, at Villains Man. If you like Villains of Man, check us out over on Facebook and on Instagram. If you like this music, check out Rushing Tiger over on SoundCloud by Kumo. Um, You can find this podcast if you're over on the Podchase. You're under the Inner Circle. Uh, so I'd appreciate it if you go to Podchaser and follow in and circle a lot of good podcasts there, even, even all the Villains Demand podcast. Um, but wherever you listen to this, please rate, let me know what you think about the show. I don't care if it's one star, I don't care if it's a five star. But uh, go check out thevillainsman.com and find all of our other podcasts there, including this one. But please, like, share, retweet, wherever you see this. Uh, I would really appreciate it. Remember, guys, in the end, support your favorite podcast. Support your local comic book shops. Shang-Chi's coming up in just a couple weeks here on September 3rd. Get ready to go see that. Keep reading comics, guys. Uh.